Welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week we sit around and discuss the music from our past. Sometimes we agree. I call it iconic. It's a 10. That riff is un- It's incredible. Clearly a 10. This is one of the most iconic songs of the 80s. Um, iconic from start to finish. And sometimes we disagree. The song sounds like something you might hear at your aunt's funeral. The absolute worst lyric ever. It's like stuffing the sock in your pants and you got nothing else to tell me. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, we are back with another Audible Ecstasy podcast after two weeks off. Huge metal release two weeks ago that kind of we split in between me and Anthony for it certainly did. The new Maiden album, and of course this week we are reviewing Lita Ford's Lita. The album from the late 80s that was so desired by all the young male rockers back in the day. <laughs> Help me out. Boys, <laughs> boys, you already get this thing rolling. Ready, Anthony. You have, I'm sure you have some words of wisdom well, tonight. I've Help got one that might be good, might not be. Let's get back to the Audible Ecstasy podcast for a little while. <laughs> it's or, been a little or, while. Or <laughs> kiss me once, okay. kiss me twice. Kiss the Audible Ecstasy podcast deadly. Hey. <laughs> I like the first one. It's okay, though. You know what? They all can't be zingers. It's okay, guys. All right. So we're going to start this thing off with the uh, first track. It's called Back to the Cave. Chris, a little listen. guys i'm gonna get this ball rolling uh back to the cave the first track here this was actually a single from what i could tell i think it was the second one released for this album if i'm not mistaken um yeah i I believe it was i never saw that in my literature really well let me look at the old now of course wikipedia could be full of crap um Uh, but wikipedia says back to the cave remix under the gun released november 1988 as a single okay cool so i'm going by wiki this is pure wikipedia I never knew it was a single either. And I remember this is a revisit to an album I had back in 1988, as a yeah. matter of fact, on cassette back too. in those days. Um, and, you know, this was a, uh, a brutal awakening to what I'd listened to back then. Didn't realize, we'll discuss it a little bit later, this was not exactly what I expected. I feel like this song is a uh, not the best opening track for this album. I, I said it's a decent opening. 
has a good rhythm. It's it's kind of easy to sing along with because the lyrical concept is so simple. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, let's just get back and do it, if you know what I mean. That's kind of <laughs> what this is about. It's pure sex drive from the 80s. And There's I, I get wrong it. With that. Keyboards that fill this song absolutely date this song. It is pure 80s, no doubt about it. Um, Lita's voice doesn't sound good for some reason on this opening track. It sounds like she's trying to sing in a lower, lower register. And it's just Wrong. something I, I do appreciate it whenever she does that a little bit. But she tried to do it a lot in this song. I prefer my opening songs to be a little faster and showcase the guitar acrobatics. And this is, uh, this one is, you know, mid par, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I still think it is very good for an opening track. I'm at a seven on the first song and that's where I'm going to stand. I'll take it. Chris, where are you going to be with <laughs> back to the cave? Yeah, well, let's start with positives. Uh, I do like the guitar solo in this song. And I like the, the intro with that kind of guitar. I almost get like a Carlos Santana vibe from her guitar yeah. playing. And I, I don't know if you guys get that or not. But, uh, dude, how funny is that? I actually wrote down a Did Santana style on here. Yeah, it's like down definitely. to the bottom. But yeah, it's a Santana style guitar solo. That's funny, Chris. And this isn't the only place on this album I get Carlos Santana vibes from. But this was the first song that I get that. Uh, but for me, that's kind of where the, the positives end. Uh, negatives... Uh, I agree with you, Jimmy. Her, her, she does this like guttural kind of like grunt when she sings, uh, especially the more up tempo songs. Uh, now I right, think her ballads right. are different, uh, and we'll get to that down the road. But yeah, I just didn't like it, man. I mean, it's like sounds like she's trying to take a dump or something half the time. She's like, oh come on, kind of right. sound. I mean, it's it's Ain't true, that man. That's just the way I hear it. Uh, I think it's between good and very good. I gave it a six and a half. Yeah, hey. you're wrong. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. I'm going to be wrong a lot tonight, man, because that's one of the highest <laughs> ones I got here. So. <laughs> Anthony, go ahead and educate us on the uh, Back to the Cave. Well, obviously, this is a big one for her in concert. It's ninth all-time, 154 plays. So, wow. Uh, that's obviously probably was a single. Now that I look at this concert stats. Uh, man, I love the intro, too. It really helps to get the song rolling. Um, after this, it's a solid groover from start to finish. Great lead-in song, I think. I think Lita and the band both sound fantastic. I love her voice on this song. And the guitar solo is on point. I mean, I'm a big fan of this one. I've been a big fan for a bit of this one. I gave it a nine. I think it's an excellent song oh, wow. for me. Yeah. Fair I'm enough. I'm taking it, man. Hey, dude. It's, it, once again, I've said it a hundred times. I've said it once. It's all in how a song hits you guys. I think I had this album back in the day. I remember a lot of these songs. I think this one was one that always stood out to me when I had it way back then. Oh, too. this is definitely, by far, this is one of the better songs on the track. And I hate to say it that way. But this is one of the better songs on this album for sure. <laughs> I think so. I think it's towards so. The, it's, it's, it's one of, of, of several. <laughs> One of three. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Track number two. It's called Can't Catch Me. Chris, a little listen.
currently Chris looks absolutely Kill bored it. on the other side. You yeah. absolutely cut it off the best part of the song. <laughs> oh my god! All right, nonetheless. All right, here we go. <laughs> so I know, I'm pretty sure I know this is going to go, Chris. However, for me, "Can't Catch Me" is a crazy fast rhythm right off the beginning. It's got that punk vibe. It's got that mix, and it's possibly hinting back to her days of the Runaways. Okay. I think this is a fun, simplistic song. The opening does remind me of a song called Ballroom Blitz. You guys have probably heard it, I'm sure, over the years. I think it's got a catchy chorus. It certainly is a simple song and easy to sing along with. The breakdown pre-solo is what we're getting ready to get to, is a nice pace change. The solo's decent, and it's pretty quick, I think, for her, for sure. Um, I'm going to give props to the drummer for carrying this song uh, when Lita isn't playing guitar because you got a lot of that. I do know that Lemmy Kilmister is the co-writer of this song, really? and, it, and it gives me, and it's why my score is probably as high as it is because I can see Lemmy playing this with Lita. I could same yeah. as the first song. I see this as a seven. I think it's very good. Chris, I got a bad look here. What do you What do you Chris think about Can't Catch Me? Oh, 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 oh my God! It's too early, Kaboom. Chris. And there goes the ball. Here, here, All right. Guys, I t- and I know Lemmy wrote. I read that too, uh, and I can kind of hear that Motorhead sound to it. I guess. But yeah. man, she like grunts so much on this. Probably worse vocally of the night song. She throws I away disagree, syllables she like crazy. I mean, she, she does, great. man. Like you can't understand half the words she's singing on Who this. Cares? She sounds great. No, you gotta care, man. She, you gotta enunciate your I, words when you sing. I that's understand, like that's I music one hundred and one. I understand everything she says yeah. in this song, man. I really, really do. So it's on top of that, there's not even a good guitar solo in there, man. I mean, like, oh, come on. a lot of times she saves it with a decent guitar solo, but not on this song. I think it's the worst song of the night. I really do. I, dude, I gave it a four. I mean, oh, come I want to give it, I, I was looking at, I, and I'll be honest, I was looking at our, our chart, scale, and I think right. it's bad, but I, I did bump it up a, one number from bad. So it's, oh, it's come on, man. Fair enough. And, and it's really not, not disappointing because I don't expect a lot out of Lita, but I'm giving it a four anyway. Oh my God, that's awesome! Sorry, haters, man, haters. Slow down. I said it's very good. I know. It, I know. it, it went from very good to <laughs> disaster piece. Now, Anthony, what do you think about "Can't Catch Me"? You know how many times this has been played in concert? Please tell me a bunch, because I swear to God, I think it's been played surely a bunch. It's an easy song. Top five, fourth all no time. No kidding. I believe it. I've seen her once, and I thought she played this live. So, yeah, just so you know, two hundred and eight concert. You, you saw her. Where did you see her live? At Freedom Hall. Who'd she open for? God, I can't even remember. It was. Dude, <laughs> we would have been in high school. It would have been probably nine. Uh, I don't think grade. I've ever seen her in concert, so I must have missed that show. Hell, it was a good one. Yeah, you know what I say is a good one. I can't remember it because I wasn't there to see her. So, or I guess I was there to see her, not listen to her. Right, let's, hear your, let's hear your drivel on this one. <laughs> I, I mean, I think this song rips, man. It's quick, heavy, loud, digging it. Once again, that guitar is on fire, and so is the band. It's a solid song, man. I don't have any complaints about it. I gave it an eight. I think it's great. Okay, so I'm digging it, digging it. So, all right, yeah, I'll take that. That's uh, that's not too bad. All right, so let's uh, let's go to track number three. It's a little tune called Blueberry. Yeah, I love this song. Come on, Chris. This song's amazing, bro. 
and you don't like this song. So Blueberry to me, I will be honest with you, out of this entire album, this is the one song that actually did grow on me, and I have no idea why. I don't it's, know just it's just a killer it's, song, man. It's, I don't know if it's killer, but I'll tell you this. <laughs> I think it has a pretty great riff opening. Her seductive vocals, I do like the way she sounds on this song. She absolutely sounds seductive as can be. However, there will be points seductive. deducted for the keyboard. Okay? You want to drive seductive? Oh, my God. Shut up. That's what what can saying. I say? This is absolutely the 80s when it comes to the keyboard. I really shouldn't complain about it. The solo is harmonically imbalanced with the song, um, and I would like to play the role of Dangerous Dan. My final score on this one is actually seven and a half. I thought it was pretty good. I think it's better than the first two songs, so that's how I roll. Chris, what do you think about Blueberry? All right. The, the opening riff is pretty good on this song. I, I enjoyed that. Um, honestly, yeah, the, the, there's a keyboard in there. I put that in my notes. It definitely is like stands out quite a bit. You get that synthesizer sound going on. Um, and there's this, y'all hear the guy talking in the background yeah. during the yeah. song. What the hell is that, man? It's like, Dangerous Dan, are you kidding me? What about docking when the girl Dan calls the phone call in the one song? She's talking man. about Dangerous Dan too. throughout. The, did you not hear what I said? Who's you missed the whole Dan? joke. Oh, my God. It's just part of the song, man. Who's it's a guy in the Dan? song she's singing about that she's trying to seduce. Oh, oh my God. Nah, I can't I mean, say I paid attention to the, to the story of the song. The man did not listen to the lyrics See, this right, week. Right there, Chris. Right there. Just at null, you know, got rid of every better your points that you didn't understand the song. What is the song about? Account, Explain man. that to me because I don't know. Just blueberry, blueberry, berry, blue. What the hell does that mean? Explain it to me because I have no idea what the song is It sounds about. to me I like think it's, it's her nickname that Dan was calling her. I, I'm guessing. I, call it me sounds blueberry. like it's just a hookup song in my mind. Like It's like to get together and do the nasty from time to time. And but I do want to hear is. Chris's final assessment on this tune. Let's <laughs> continue, Actually, Chris. for me, it was kind of middle of the road. I didn't really dislike that one that much, uh, but I didn't okay. understand it. I'll admit, I did the, the, the lyrics... I gave it a, I wrote a merciful six on this one. I think it's good. Ah, I love man. it. Oh my God. All right, Anthony. What, what, this is, it's not very good. This is not a very good song. I think it's I good. Think it, That's it grew I'm on going. me, man. It grew on me. I was originally like a seven. It, I gave it seven and a half. All right, Anthony, what do you think about Blueberry? <laughs> I mean, I think the guitar, once again, that leads this song in is on fire. It's one of my favorites off the album. Might be one of my favorites by Lita. I fell in love with it the first time I heard it. Still digging it. Killer guitar solo. I gave it an eye, man. It's an excellent for me. I mean, I'm digging it. I love it. I really do. And only 10 concert plays, which I think the one before this should get 10 concert plays compared to this one. But this one should be in her top five. But, you know, 10 hey, concert Dan plays. Dan can't go to all the shows, dude. Time, so. Come on. 
<laughs> I can't be in there speaking in the microphone. I'm saying it's Dawkins. They had a phone call in one of their songs. Do y'all remember that song? This People yeah, not love. How dare you? Do not bring that up. This People, ain't Dawkins, man. This is a completely People, different hey, league. This isn't even close People, to Dawkins. Come on, People got to write the talking songs, man. They write and that's the only... Songs. Oh, my God. We, we can't... Dip. Forgive us, Don. We know that you have trouble singing nowadays, but Come we on, still man. love you, sir. We still she's, love you. All right. She's playing in that let's, same pool as the rest of them back in the Let's 80s, get to the, the, the good stuff. Oh, my song. God. Track number four, <laughs> Kiss Me Deadly. I went to a party last Saturday night. Baby. I did a good leg. I got in a fight. Uh-huh. It ain't no big thing. Late for my job and the traffic was bad. Kiss Me Deadly. <clears throat> and here it is, guys. This is the song that nearly every rock and 80s metal fan knows by Lita. This yeah, is probably the biggest hit that she's ever had as a solo artist, and it's well-deserved. Although the keyboard does date this song, it still fits this song perfectly. I love everything about this song. The video is pure 80s, and Lita is doing her best Tony Contain impression throughout this video. <laughs> I I, and, and all joking aside, I actually do love this song. And no matter if I if I watch it or or hear it on the radio, I still listen to it to this day. This is a great, great tune. And guys, this past past week, I went back and looked at some live videos of her doing this recently. She still kills it on this song. Oh, Sounds just like the record. It's amazing. And we're talking thirty some years later, and she still mm-hmm. sounds amazing. This is a ten. It's iconic ever since the word for her. And I, I recognize that. And I realize there's people that hate it. You know, I love it. Uh, this is the one song I can absolutely say I truly love on this record. Ten. Chris, what do you think about Kiss Me Deadly? Yeah, I'm not sure how many people hate this. I mean, this is a pretty likable song. You'd be I mean, surprised. I'd say there's yeah. some haters out there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, this, I agree with pretty much everything said, Jimmy. I mean, there's no denying the iconic nature of this song. Uh, it was definitely a staple on MTV back in the late 80s. I mean, this thing played on loop i mean it was on constantly man so and uh yeah it's a catchy chorus and i'll tell you what man like this she shows with this song she can sing she didn't give me these grunts and like forcing her well, voice it was just like a she clean did. clean clear clean yeah. vocal it was great and, uh-huh. and i'll tell you i really i really uh-huh. think uh <laughs> well for the most part i mean when like these grunts were getting i'm playing i'm just i'm joking guys i'm joking no, nah, and I really think it's some producer telling her to do that, quite honestly. I'm not even sure that was her own 
I bet some idiot in the booth was like, eh, get more grunt, you know, kind of stuff when she was singing before. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Can I get a little more I grunt? I mean, but, okay, I'm not going to. On this song, great song. <laughs> uh, it was a 10. I agree 100%. This, this is an iconic song. Yeah. All right, Anthony, what do you think about Kiss Me? Baby? I mean, number one all-time in concert with 287 plays. That says a lot. I mean, I think it's one of her best intros. That build-up is fantastic. There's no wonder in my mind why this song was so successful. It works. It's catchy, poppy, upbeat, easy to sing along with. Uh, Lita's got fantastic vocals. And once again, the guitar is, is on fire. Love that little breakdown about halfway through, which is great. I mean, the video, you know, man, that thing, like I said, fueled my adolescent fantasies back in the day. So seeing Lita gyrate <laughs> like that. So. Um, yeah, it's a 10, it's iconic, and I got a few song facts on this one and the last one, so just give me a second to get through a little bit of this. Um, Kiss Me Daily is Lita Ford's signature song, of course, and her biggest hit on her own, Close My Eyes Forever, which is the last one on this album, um, charted higher with uh, making it to number eight. Ford made music history with The Runaways, in case nobody knew that, um, who were the first all-female rock band. Their first album was released in 1976 when Ford was just 17. In the early 80s, her bandmate Joan Jett peppered the pop charts with hits, but Lita's rise to solo stardom came with the ascent of hair metal later in the decade. Kiss Me Deadly fit in on radio playlist alongside tracks by Poison, White Lion, and Death Leopard. Notwithstanding Vixen, their album's great, their female counterparts were established rockers who adapted their sound and look for the times, along with Lita. Other popular estrogen-enabled rockers of the era were Hart and the Bengals, who also scored using slick productions and outside songwriters. And this goes back to more what Chris said about the producer. The, the Lita album was produced by Mike Chapman, so I guess maybe he was the one who got her to do that, who had worked with Susie Quattro, Blondie, and Pat Benatar. He co-wrote Love is a Battlefield, it was Chapman who heard Smiley's demo of Kiss Me Deadly and had Lita record the song. And the last paragraph said Lita was thrilled to have a hit with this song, but it was tempered by the loss of her father, who died of brain cancer before it was released. She said it took me 12 years in the music industry before I had a hit record. Kiss Me Deadly was my first hit record, and my father wasn't there to see it, she said. A really good thing happened at the same time a really bad thing happened. So nice to see she got a hit. Unfortunately, her dad didn't get to see it. So it sounded like they were pretty close to each other. So anyways, wow. some song facts on that one. <clears throat> you know, one of way a to, couple. Way episodes. to bring us down, Anthony. Ah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just got to preach the facts, man. Uh, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. All right. So we're going to move this forward to track number five. I think it's the final song on side one of this record, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, is that right? Or is this the first song on side two? I think. Good Lord, sure. you know what? Dude, I can't remember. CD, I, it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it is the final. It is definitely the final song. It's called Falling I just In and Out of Love. Hit play on Apple Music. There you go. <laughs> hit it, Chris.
You got to keep those guitar solos, Chris, man. Can't make it three minutes, man. Yeah, no doubt. Got to get no the chorus right. in there. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. But it is, it is a good solo on this one. All right, so let's start out with the bad. I'm not a fan of the digital piano opening at all. However, I am a huge fan of that nice guitar that's trailing along with it. Song is an absolute mid-paced rocker. It's got a few blazing guitar feels throughout. It is a grower. It did grow on me over the past couple of weeks. Um, Lita's vocals are very good on this one, in my opinion. The guitar solo is great. It may be simple sounding, but it is still fantastic. Knowing that we have a member of Motley Crue in the writing of this song with Nikki Six, I will say this. This might have been a cut from Motley Crue and Lita's getting some credit on something because I could probably hear Motley Crue doing it in this era. This would have been about the time Girls, Girls, Girls hit the scene. So this might have been something that Nikki had in the back burner and he was dating her at the time, I guess. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, I, I'm impressed with the song. I think this is, as sad as this is, this is about as good as this record's going to get until the end. It's a seven and a half on my book. Chris, what do you think about Falling In Now of Love? I- and correct me if I'm wrong, but this was a single, right? I think it was, I think like it a, was the third single. Yeah, I don't think it like great, you know, got the status like you know the other two big hits did on this album. But I'm pretty sure this was a single. Like, kind oh, of it's remember. the fourth, the fourth yeah. single. It was a single in '89. Yes, yeah. I see that. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I I think it's one of the better songs on the album. Um, I don't care for the keyboards, but I, I, the guitar does shine through in a lot of parts on this song. And her vocals are clean. Again, she doesn't do the grunting and stuff. She's just like singing it. When she sings like that, she's good. I, I really think somebody gave her some bad advice before on that. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think I think it's uh, above average on this album. I gave it seven. I think it's very good. So, yeah. Wow. Fair enough. Anthony, what are your thoughts of falling in and out of love? I mean, I'm digging this one, man. No complaints. It works. I love the chorus, the harmonies. Lita's voice and that guitar is once again on point. I mean, that guitar solo is just piercing, man. I mean, with the, the keyboards mixed into it, it's so 80s, but it's so good in my mind. Uh, 92 concert plays, 13th all time. I gave it an 8.5, man. I'm digging it. So really, really yeah, Fair like enough, it, man. So. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. Now we flip it over. Side two starts with a track called Fatal Passion. Chris. Okay. 
Oh, man. All right. I don't know if you guys caught that. There's some background vocals that are pretty much inaudible throughout this after the uh, chorus. And it's kind of, you know, looping back there. You can hear it when you listen to it in headphones, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Man opens with a killer drum. Nice bass groove. Anthony is going to love that for sure. <laughs> I do love this song does song. have a rocking vibe. It's vocally decent. However, I think the song seems generic, possibly lacks some actual passion in the writing of it. <laughs> it sounds like a mishmash of some just 80s hits altogether. It reminded me of Britney Fox. I don't know if you guys remember that band back in the day, oh, but yeah. there was a band called Britney Fox that Girl had School. a vibe on a couple tunes like this as well. <laughs> um, the bad news is this song is an absolute miss for me. I, I, I'm bare, I, honestly, I'm a merciful meh on this one. I'm giving this one a five. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I could skip this one. I'll be honest with you. It's just my opinion. It just didn't hit me right. Chris, what do you think about Fatal Passion? We got two of these this week. Chris's Flush of the Week. <laughs> Courtesy Flush. Yeah, it's the same score as the as uh, Can't Catch Me. It's, uh, it's a four for me as well. It's, uh, man, it, it, just that guttural singing. Uh, you, you mentioned this drummer. Like, Look, man, that sounds like something off a of Casio keyboard. I mean, that's just like hit the hi-hat button on the Casio and let it play. Bad, I mean, it ain't that I'm not bad. even sure the keyboard player didn't do that. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it, just, it ain't that bad. It didn't get me at all. Ah, uh, man. I, do I have any more notes worth mentioning on this? It's not... Nah, that's pretty much it, man. It just... And again, we really didn't even get like a, a good guitar solo on this song either. I, I like when when we get a decent guitar solo from Lita, I'm like, okay, I, I can I can bump it for the guitar solo. But when there's not even a guitar solo on a rocking song, I don't get it, man. Uh, yeah, it's four. <laughs> it's it's and it's bad, but I'm not giving it a bad. I'm giving it a disappointing again. So yeah, merciful four. <laughs> All right, Anthony, what do you think about Fatal Passion? I, I will say this is my lowest rated one of the night too. So oh. you know, we're almost uh, on but, par. Yeah, but not as low as you guys. Uh, you know, I wrote that I'm digging the big drums and that bass guitar, like Jimmy said. Uh, I actually love how the drum and bass play throughout the song. It's a real highlight for me. The guitar solo, I think the guitar solo is great in this one. I guess I heard one. Maybe Chris didn't. But, I was like, uh, somebody talking through it again, right? Like Jimmy said, his background. Yeah, it's, it's some rambling the going solo, on. I'm not I mean, sure what like, the hell's going on. Eh, who cares? But, uh, well, I care if I'm going to review it. <laughs> I mean, I don't have really big complaints. This is my 7.5 of the night, so I gave this one a 7.5. Right. So not as, not as strong as some of the other ones, but it's still solid at the concert stage uh, 17 times, 22nd all time. So wow. she's played it a few times in concert. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, yeah right. I just didn't. I like that one, but it doesn't, you know, it's not as bombastic as some of the other ones for me on here, so. Yeah, the bombastity has ended, my friend. The bombastity has no, ended. No, the next oh, two are really solid, too, man. Even better than that one. Ah, all right. Bringing up the track number seven. It's called oh, yeah, Under the Gun. <laughs> chauvinist pigs. Go ahead and push it toward them. That's what you are, but chauvinist pigs, both y'all. <laughs> Oh, 
support. That guitar solo again, Oh, my man. God. It wouldn't have mattered. Anyway. All right. Here we oh, go. You guys. Put my headphones When I listen to these I songs, think. when I listen to these songs, I usually try, especially my first or second pass, I'll, I'll put down the positives and the negatives. I'll, I'll try to label them out real quick. This is how mine started out. The drum intro sounding all 80s, plus one. Keyboard atmosphere, plus one. Seductive lead of voice, plus one. It takes about two minutes to get to the section that actually kicks in if you actually want to call it kicking in. It's a minus one. Overall, overall this song really doesn't do anything that stands out. Uh, the guitar solo is decent. Nothing more, nothing less. At least it is more than 10 seconds, and it closes out this miserable song. <laughs> this song is my flush of the week, and honestly, it would be... I'm giving it a merciful four as well because oh it's very disappointing to me. Seriously, I, Anthony, this song, this song before man because it's there's nothing there's no meat on the bone on this one. It sounds great. Uh, both of y'all probably like it. I know it would be, be the oddball here, but I think this is the worst song on the album. I, yeah, I just I don't get it. it. This sounds like something that could be maybe in a soundtrack of a TV show, like. Mighty Vice. I don't know, but it doesn't do anything for a me. Lot that's of these all. songs were in Vice back then. So. Ah, it may have been. It may have been. But, you know, it just didn't do it for me. And honestly, this is one of those I'm hey, skipping every single though. time. I know, I know. Maybe if it's disappointing. Give it a five, man. Hey, uh, give it a when, I, when I hear something from Lita Ford, I expect more than this. Ah, come on. It's a great this ballad. This disappoints me. It's a great ballad. That's not a I don't even, it's, it's not even a ballad. I not call this a ballad. Mid tempo ballad. It's a good song, man. I'm sorry, Lita. Next, Chris, what do you think about this song, Under the Gun? So I actually did, uh, I pulled the second <laughs> clip for this song because I feel like this song is two parts. And we've only got nine songs tonight, so what the hell, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and play more of this song because I feel like the second half of this song is probably the best minute and a half on this album. I'm going to go ahead and play it right now. I guess I heard it wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Listen to this solo. It is a really good guitar solo. not like 
she's not like a shred master or anything, don't get me wrong. But I feel like there's a really cool, like, smoky vibe at the end of this song. Uh, that I think it's, I, I be, wouldn't be surprised if she didn't close concerts with this song. I don't know, it just feels like a good, like, closer to me. Uh, yeah, man, I, the, okay, it's like, yeah, the first m- three minutes of this song's garbage. I, I'll give you that, it's just hot garbage. But as soon as that <laughs> guitar on. solo kicks in, it's pretty good, man. Uh, so yeah, I gave it a seven. I think uh, I think it's very good, and it bumps it wow. because of that guitar solo at the end. Now yeah, that first, <laughs> the beginning of that song is about as bad as it gets on this album. And then, then the last, it, it, this is a there are two. This is a tale of two songs right here in this song, but I did really appreciate the last minute and a half of this song. So I'm giving it a seven. Wow, that's nice, Anthony. What do you I, think about I, I don't even know take it up for it, Anthony. I don't, I, I don't know how to respond to either one of those. I'm, I'm good. I gave it an 8.5. I'm digging it. I really like it. It's almost an excellent song for me, man. It's Wow. Yeah, I really, really like it. I, it's a solid song from start to finish for me, man. It was almost a 9 for me. I have zero issues with the song. I love the way it starts. I love the way the middle is. I love the way the end is. I think it sounds like I'm not just saying that to be an asshole. I am saying... <laughs> I'm truthful about hey, it. Hey, hold on a minute here. Listen, guys. When, when I listen to this good. album, it's all good. Hang on a minute here. It's, no, it's no, how no, you no, hear no. it. It's all it's all in how you hear it. I've got to defend like, myself, man. I gotta defend myself. You don't have to defend bit. liking a song. You don't have to defend yourself, dude. We no, I wanna, just because I, actually, I didn't like the song doesn't mean you've no, grown. It's not you that have it's to not that like it. it's the fact that I want to make sure that Lita gets a fair shake on this one. I don't want all three of us just, you know, I want to say she's had plenty of shakes. See what I mean? That's a typical guy response when it comes uh, I'm to not, I'm not, Hey, I'm holding the guy. Not, listen, that just drives me. That's not coming into play like in that. my mind on this but, album. That's that's Jimmy. That's not me. That's okay. I'm oh not saying God. I'm not saying I'm that kind of guy. I do that same thing too. But I want to give this girl some respect, man. And this song is a great song. It's it's an eight point five for me. I mean, it hasn't been played in concert often. Thirty four concert plays, nineteenth all time, but. Still, it's a great freaking song. I give it an 8.5. I, I really, really digging it. So, but I, this album hit me, man. When I first listened to this album, I was like, man, I really like this album. I like it a lot. So, but I'm a big fan of Lita. I, I like her voice. I like I, her guitar. I get it. Man. Yeah, I get it. So, I just, all, I'm, all I'm saying, everybody hears things differently. You're looking at somebody who would, I would rather listen to Cannibal Corpse than listen to her. Yeah, and at the I same mean, token, I'd rather listen to Led Zeppelin a, than listen to her. But that's, that's just me. That's, me. that's me, man. But, uh, well, I, you know, you know, honestly, going into this album, I knew you guys would have trouble with the back part of this album. I think oh, I yeah, even the back told part's you guys. Absolutely I think, garbage. Actually, the back part is better than the first part. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first three songs, I mean, you, y'all saw When I, I, when I listened oh to this God. album, the first I gave better. This, before I suggested this album, I said, those guys are going to murder the back half of this album. I knew you would. I, I just knew it. I knew when I heard it, I knew it. But I still loved it. And I was like, yeah. Correct. Hey, dude, it's an album that means something to you. That's all it matters. Yeah. You know what? Because when I pick an album, if you guys hate it, you guys hate it. It's something I love. That's something <laughs> I love. That's it. Well, it is fun to argue a little bit. We haven't done that much, so it's just kind of fun to argue a little bit. <laughs> Plus, I listened to a uh, Tarantino interview earlier today, so he's got me all wired up for talking oh, to Oh, good Lord. <laughs> well, all right. One more thing, because you said, like, yeah, the front half. You see, I think when she sings ballads, it's a clean vocal and she's not doing all this grunting and stuff. And I actually think it's better when she sings like that. I like so, that like, though. I no, like the way no, that no, sounds. I, I, well, I just don't think that's singing personally. I think that's just like, I don't know. It's leaving. I mean, that's, that's, that's if you, 
if you listen to Lita throughout her career, that's her voice. That's the way she sings. Wow, she should got Joan Jett to do the vocals and just play the guitar. Right? No, I she's got a beautiful you. voice, man. I love her voice. <laughs> when she's not grunting, yes, I agree. I love but all anyway, of it. That's all in my <laughs> finale, so we can... <laughs> Let's move on to the next song. Uh-huh. Let's go to the next song. It's been a lot of time. I know where the heck are we? <laughs> All right, here we go. Broken Dreams, track number eight. Chris. Broken hard over here, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm walking away after this. scared to give my next <laughs> <laughs> it's the podcast of broken dreams Dude, tonight i'm telling God. you what, man. <laughs> i don't want to go into another rant i'll go quick drum intro and keyboard atmosphere you may go first I, so make you feel no, no, i'm gonna go ahead and kill it i'll just go ahead and slaughter this it's over broken dreams i do love the guitar tone i do like the drum intro the keyboard atmosphere is there this is purely pure uh, 80s it's almost a ballad speed it's not a plus in my book Lita's vocals are just decent in this song. Lyrically, she must be talking or possibly talking about the struggles that she survived through in the L.A. scene back in the day. The song really doesn't kick in for me, and it almost sounds like filler at this point. Um, the guitar solo is a saving grace in this song because it's so soulful. Um, but, once again, it's one of those songs, the back half of this album is killing me. I, I mean, this is one I think it's 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 not disappointing, but it ain't good. It's a meh. I gave it a five. Chris, what do you think? It's Broken okay. Dreams. I know where you lie. <laughs> Chris is going to be like 10. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm not going to give this one a 10. I, my first uh, line here, generic, generic, generic is what I wrote. Uh, you know, I mean, if really, any Boulevard male, of Broken, hey, broken if any, Dreams. If Motley Crue or somebody would have cut this song, it would be a different story. I guarantee no, you. No, it would I not. It if they been. came out singing something like this, I'd just be I like. I guarantee you. If one of those hair bands came out like this one of the dudes did i guarantee you it would be a that is song. nothing absolutely not first and foremost no, i'm gonna get that out of the way this is a generic tune man it no, is it is filler this, I, I, that's what i wrote my next line jimmy no anthony you're wrong right. you're wrong even <laughs> if right. vixen did this and vixen's by far a superior band yeah definitely even yeah. if they did this song it would still be terrible I got a list yeah. of female art artists at the end of this thing you could have picked that would have been getting a lot higher views tonight but but, but yeah, they, say, uh, it's not about being a guy or girl at this point. This song is just not nothing. It's not hitting me because there's a lot of girls that cover male oriented rock that sound fantastic sure. and guys that cover female oriented rock that sound great. But this is just, yeah, in my opinion, I just, it just doesn't sound 
it doesn't rock. I, mean, I want rock. This is, a, this is a generic filler song, well, man. I gave I gave it a five as well, man. It's a meh for me too. Wow, Anthony, go ahead and tell us the truth. <laughs> Broken dreams, man. I gave it an eight point five. I'm digging it. I really did. I'm not gonna read my notes. I just I think it's a great song. I really enjoy it. <laughs> I ain't gonna get into it. Only beef I have with the song is really nah, played. Look, man, read your notes. Concept, I, we're, so. Just because we don't like it, I mean, you yeah. don't have to. I mean, give us. Dude, I read my your, notes. Mine's, give mine's us the just positives, a garbage yeah. filter on here. That's all mine. Yeah, is. I mean, I wrote, <laughs> I, wrote uh, <laughs> I wrote, is it a bit dated? Sure. Does it have an 80s vibe all over it? Sure. But I don't care. I am digging this one from the start to finish. Lita sounds fantastic once again. The guitar is once again on fire. Digging the chorus, the vibe, the groove. No complaints, man. It works with no flaws. But I like songs like this, and I know you guys don't like them as much, these ballady songs. So that's probably why it gets hits to me a little more. So, anyways, yeah, I give it 8.5. I I like it a lot. I'm really I digging mean, it. So fair enough. Like I like I said, it's it's on how it hits you, Anthony. This know, is just it just didn't hit me right. That's all. I know. I get it. I get it. actually, like I said, I had a feeling the last few songs of this album would would be hard for you guys. I really did when I heard them. So that's why I debated about putting this one on the podcast before because I was like, his hey, last few songs. Just so you know, I was told to pick this one by my wife because she loves this freaking album. <laughs> it's a killer album, man. A lot of great songs on it. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's fine. It's just that I think that her next album, the album after, it's better than this. That's I can tell you right now, just my opinion. Yeah, well. You had to pick this one because of "Kiss Me Deadly." It's got the yeah, it's got the two most famous songs on it. But rock, uh, musically speaking, the next two are better for sure. Possibly. I mean, actually, the one she did in twenty twelve was maybe even better than this one that I heard. It was pretty solid too. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. Well, well, let's wrap this one up. Last track. It's called "Close My Eyes Forever." Chris. Killing at the guitar solo again. <laughs> I think she jump ahead uh, a couple feet. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Close my eyes forever. This is one of the most iconic songs that have ever been recorded to come out of the 80s. 
Although Lita was on fire during this track, Ozzy is the real standout. He provides an outstanding performance and is truly the hero in this song. I love everything about this song, and there's no way I'm not giving this one anything less than a 10. Pure, iconic, 10. Chris, close my eyes forever. Yeah, you pretty much said it perfectly, Jimmy. Uh, I'll expand a little bit. Uh, I mean, I think actually Lita holds her own with Ozzy. With and, and listen, Ozzy's one of the greatest vocalists in rock. I mean, he is. He's his vocals are so unique when you hear them. I mean, you know it's him immediately. And I'm not saying her vocals are that unique, but I do think she she holds her own in this song with him, which is saying a lot. Uh, it was a big hit back in the day. Uh, again, this is another one that was on MTV long time. You know, one of these that. What was that call-in show people used to call in? I mean, it was, it was one dial of those. MTV. TRL. Yeah. Probably Dial MTV. It was it earlier, was right? And then TRM. Yeah. I don't know. Like, whenever Carson, was his name, Daly took over. Or is that? I don't know. The guy. You know what I'm talking about. The, yeah. He, yeah. He, regardless, I'm getting off topic. Yeah, this this was a big hit. This is an easy 10 as well. I agree. Yeah, it's not much debate on that one. All right, Anthony, what do you think about Close yeah, My it's Eyes? A it's a 10. It's iconic. I wrote a beautiful song. Ozzy and Lita sound fantastic together. Their voices are perfectly matched. I said Ozzy can sing a ballad as good as anyone, and he shows it here. Um, but Lita's no slouch, and she perfectly carries her side of the duet. And the song itself, you know, is one of the better ballads to come out of the 80s. Um, and there's not sure there are many people our age who don't know it. It works from start to finish. It's number two all time for in concert with 277 plays. And there's an interesting little song facts thing here. I pulled up on this one. This song has some heavy lyrics that explore love, death, and how they may intertwine. A Shakespeare staple. But Osborne and Ford weren't thinking deep thoughts when they wrote it. The song came about by accident during a night of drinking and getting stoned when Lita was being managed by Ozzy's wife, Sharon. She recalled to Metal Underground, Close My Eyes Forever was a mistake. It was just me and Ozzy and Sharon hanging out about in the, in the recording studio. They showed up one day and had a housewarming present for me, a life-size duplicate of Coco the Gorilla from the San Diego Zoo. It was freaking huge. Lita said I had to strap it in the front seat of my Jeep to get it home. Ozzy stayed Sharon got bored and left, and me and Ozzy had a couple of drinks, and we were jamming. We started singing, messing about, and we wrote, Close My Eyes Forever. Next thing I knew, the sun was coming up. I looked at him and went, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Sharon had been waiting all night. We were a long way from where Ozzy had to go. He said, can you drive me home? I said, no, I can't. We were stoned out of our minds. He got into a cab, and I strapped Coco into my Jeep and drove home. Just barely made it, and then we had this song. This was the only top ten hit of Ozzy's solo career. Um, all they did reach number four in the UK with the Black Sabbath song Paranoid. But I don't think that's right, because I think uh, that... Really uh, crazy that train. ain't right. Come on, man. It, it wasn't Crazy Train. It was the other No, no, one. no. You're Shot talking about No More Tears. No, 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 no. I'm thinking the No More Tears album, had. they surely had songs. Okay. Well, oh, my God. That's surely. from Song really Facts. Crazy t- Train was a top ten hit. No, I don't think it God. was. I do know Crazy, the it may have not been hell. I don't know. Shot in the dark was I know that much. It's like one of Ozzy's few big hits. I do know that. Yeah, but anyways, I thought that was interesting to learn all that. There was, I've heard that story so many times. These fantastic, iconic songs are just it was an accident. 
we needed a filler song for the album. So we just wrote this song one night and then boom, there it is. You know, it happens all the time. It seems like, so yeah, it's a 10. It's iconic. Great way to close an album. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, guys, now it's time for our final assessment. And I've got a, I've got a little, little note right here for you. Um, and this is going to take me a second to get through this. So here we go. I'm going to start by saying I appreciate what Lee is doing here. I do feel the majority of this record is missing something. I don't know what it is. And most songs do sound dated, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But the keyboard and production is absolute pure 80s. Now, on a good note, this album did grow on me a little. It was honestly a struggle for the first few listens. This The first listen reminded me of how overrated this album was back in the day. Um, I really thought the album was better than this because I had this, and I just couldn't remember it being as slow to me. Okay, um, the two iconic songs are not good enough for me to recommend this album in good conscience. I'm glad Anthony did choose this, as this was on my list as well because my wife loves this record, <laughs> and she she did request me to do this one. And keep she's the a huge happy. fan. Lita, she's an excellent guitarist and a decent vocalist at best, um, but her talent alone is not enough to salvage this record. The back half of this album is an absolute struggle to get through, and thankfully Ozzy saves the day on the last track. With only two excellent-slash-iconic songs, I'm not comfortable not comfortable just making a suggestion on getting this record out for anybody. I think you're better off listening to later music by her because the next two albums are better, in my opinion. Um, uh, Kiss Me Dead and Close My Eyes, you guys can get that as a single and move on to the next couple records and, and be good. Uh, she has, I mean, she does have better music in her catalog, just not as big a hits. That's all. And obviously being a guitar person or a fan of guitar stuff, the later in her career, the better guitar gets just so everybody here knows. And it's true. And it's, it's better music and it's heavier in some points. So, and that's me, you know, I kind of like the, the heavier music, but, uh, nonetheless, it was a good listen. My score did come out as a seven, which is very good. And, you know, I, Honestly, I was almost tempted to say, that's not, you know, it's not very good. It's below that. But, no, it's very good. It did grow on me. You know, it, those three songs at the end of this freaking, on the second half of this album, yeah. they just kill it for me. They killed it for me. And that's all. And that's like, that's how I heard it. I kind of figured you'd be there with that, with those last few. I really they, did. And they kill, the, they kill the overall vibe for the record, in my opinion. If she'd have put at least one hard rocking tune there in yeah. the middle of that, gave it a sandwich. That would have been great. I would agree with that, too. I think she probably should have broken up the ballots with that maybe yeah, a, a rocking rockin'. tune or something. Yeah. Like, you can't catch me maybe after a ballot that, or something like that. Maybe it could have something that could have woke you up on the back half of this album. But nonetheless, yeah. I'm, at a se- I'm at a seven. Chris, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, guys, I struggled with this, and I debated on how to review this album. <laughs> I knew Anthony's setting us up to sound like a bunch of misogynists. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got to be truthful, uh, man. But the truth is, there are a ton of great female lead bands out there that I do enjoy and listen to. Uh, and like I said, I got Pat, Pat Benatar, Hart, Joan Jett, which obviously was her bandmate, Vixen, Fleetwood Mac, hell, even the Bangles. I mean, all these bands have been great well, listens. We'll for dive us. into the Bangles sometime. You ready for that, Jimmy? Uh, I wrote the down the Cranberries that you guys probably don't <laughs> like them. I always kind of enjoyed them. I mean, there, there's some great female lead, lead bands out there. I just don't think Lita's a very good and strong vocalist. I really don't. Now, she is a tremendous guitarist. I'll give her credit there, man. And, and I did appreciate the the Santana vibes. Uh, there, there wasn't enough of that on this album. She could have done that more. 
Uh, it was dated. There was a lot of synthesizer going on there. I think when I was looking at the songwriters, the primary songwriter was her keyboard player, so that probably had a lot to do with it. Uh, I mean, that, that helped her write a lot of the songs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, guys. Uh, I, I rounded my score up, and it got a six and a half when I did it. That's because there's two tens on there. I'm not going to change it one way or the other. I, I, I'm with you, Jimmy. This is something I'm not probably never listen to again. But, uh, you know, the two hits, when they come on, I'm not going to change them. So, or turn right. them off the radio. But, yeah, six right. and a half is what I gave it. Fair enough. That's still between what? And that's good, good and between good, good and yeah. very good. And I don't think this album is between good and very good, personally. But <laughs> yeah, those right, two right, tens right. did uh, bump it up quite a bit. Up. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, let's go, Anthony. What's your final thoughts on this record? <laughs> I, it's a short one. Um, I said this is a great album, at times excellent album. Not sure it is for everyone who listens to this podcast, so I agree with you guys. It's not for everybody, but I dig it. I enjoy it, and I continue to enjoy it every time I listen to it. Um, I recommend it to those who could really get into this kind of music, but there may not be a lot of people who will get into it. But, yeah, I give it a thumbs up. I, my final rating was 8.7, and I'll stick with that, man. So, yeah. Well, it makes sense. Of all the, I, I really, of all the I really, bands I, I read off earlier, if you go with another one, go with Heart, because I love Heart. I mean, I've been Ann looking Wilson at, is a tremendous vocalist. So let's I've see. been looking at a little Heart, a little bit of Vixen. <laughs> Vixen, man, has got some killer guitar work in there. So, yeah. so those are they're coming, those two, eventually, Heart and Vixen. So you guys be ready for it, so. Well, I might throw hard out there because I don't know when you'll get to it. But. Might get to, uh, is it Dora Pesh <laughs> and Warlock? Is that Dora, yes. Yeah, I might do that too at some point. So. <laughs> Excellent. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I dig your stuff. All right. Well, guys, uh, before we wrap this up, it's time for a pick for next week. Get ready for your, your play. You guys aren't ready for this one. <laughs> oh, Don't hurt us. And in this corner. I'm bringing the pain. Weighing in at approximately 200 pounds is the master of metal, the guru of guitar, and a lover of all things harmonica. He's our fearless leader. It's Jimmy with his pick of the week. It never gets old. It really doesn't. It just never gets Man, old. Man, I'm dreading this. Oh I'm dreading it. God. <laughs> I think I know where you're going and I'm dreading it. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. So I'm picking an album that's 30 years old and uh, released in 1991. And it is one of the arguable albums in their catalog that turned a tremendous amount of fans off. Oh, I know where you're 30 going. years okay, old. I don't, I don't miss this. By okay, one month, they just did a remaster to this album. Oh, yeah. It is the black album, Metallica. I can't wait, guys. Uh, Arguably the first of their sellout years. Let's do this, Metallica. Yeah, so, awesome. uh, All right, yeah, surely you one. can't be serious podcast. Just dove into that one, too. It's a fun listen. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. I put that on my list after listening to their podcast, so I'll have to take it off my list. I do. <laughs> you know what's crazy is for the past four weeks, Metallica's had a podcast that came out for four weeks to pump up yeah. this record that just dropped the re-release with like 50 million people playing their songs, basically. Yeah. And uh, I listened to all four episodes, and I've been listening to it over and over again. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I was do this album. Let's just freaking do it. We need to. It's, it's a killer record in some and it's arguably one of their <laughs> one of their uh, ones that turned off a lot of fans. But hey, 
you, see how it turns you, you out threw a me. clue at me there this morning that made me go a total different direction. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I did. Like, what? <laughs> I, I knew I did. I thought he was going with like, Rush, and I was just like, he's, Yeah, he's like, I, I told him he said some Rush. Like, yep. And I'm like, Oh, God. <laughs> we got to do some Rush at some point. <laughs> no, we don't got to do some Rush. <laughs> oh, yeah, not yet. But I'll have to call in sick the week we do Rush. I figured you was waiting on that. You was waiting for the freaking Moving Pictures album. Man, it's over It's over 30 years old. No, as soon as you said uh, 91, I was like, Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. The wheels were turning. I was right. thinking Nirvana. I was like, oh, man, because oh, that's 30 years old. They came out the same oh, yeah. year. It smells like no, it did. It actually did come out at the same time. That's right. But uh, we know which album's better. Nonetheless, all right. Guys, let's wrap this thing up. Anthony, what do you got going on this week, my friend? Uh, Sun Lines and Tan Lines, three over China is what I'm calling it. Three songs from somewhere over China. Uh, one of his albums, he needs a little more love, I think. So, yeah, but... Are we getting into the Maiden stuff tonight, Jimmy? We'll talk about the Maiden. Yeah, we can do it at the end of this if you want to. That's fine. I didn't know before we closed. Yeah, I just wanted to give give your time, and then the people that normally cut off at this point, they can cut off, and then we can go ahead and discuss the new (laughs) Maiden tune just for a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I'm doing it. Like I said, Three Over China this week is what I'm calling it. So you guys look forward to that. Three songs from that album that I picked. But about to go on a little bit of a break on that one, too. Um, I'm working on a book. What what are the three songs? Just like curiosity. Oh, I can't think off the top of my head. If I could get it on paper is one of them. Um, yeah. oh God, I can't think of the other two off the top of my head. Sorry you to, to put wait. you on the spot, man. Yeah, you have to have to tune in on Wednesday at 5 You're right, that is an album that, that doesn't get much love. It's a real kind of a deep cut. That whole album is really that album's deep. Of yeah. Too many singles on like it. Like Riddles in the Sand is another really good deep cut album. It's so. an awesome album, though, dude. That's not I'm a deep album. That one too, Jeez, so. It's a great album. Yeah, so. Anyways. All right. Well, as promised, we're going to move into a, just a brief review of the latest Iron Maiden album that came out on September 3rd. It's called Sinjutsu. Anthony's got some thoughts. i got a few thoughts. Chris, you're welcome to chime in. And uh, I have no thoughts. I'll just let you guys I, I, That's what I figured, <laughs> so we'll roll with it. Anthony, let's go ahead and start off that first song, Sinjutsu. What do you think? I think Sinjutsu is a pretty solid song. I would have flip-flopped the two, Sinjutsu and exactly. Stratego. Because you come in hard with Stratego, and then you kind of soften Agreed. with that one. Then you get the writing on the wall. So, yeah, it's a solid song, man. I don't have any ratings on it yet, but no, I don't either. I'm digging it. So, yeah, it's eight right. or nine for me, probably. That is exactly how I feel, Anthony. Stratego should have been the opening track. This should have been track number two for sure. But yeah. I'm not hating on it. Fantastic. So, we always talk about the first two songs there. And, I, and I'm not ready to rate numbers either. Right. But we go into the writing on the wall, which was the first single. You know, writing on the wall, that's might what, be top what, ten. What was the song that they they played that video for? That it's the writing on the wall. On the wall. Yeah, and that's is that the that's track number three. No, that's track track number three. three. And I will say the writing writing on the wall. That one is probably might be my top ten Maiden songs right now. That was a great song. It's a great. Love the video. Love that. I love that intro. I love everything about that song. So yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, this point in the record, first three songs, I think they're doing great. We got lost in a lost world. Another yeah, strong was, song. I think a strong, it's a strong one. Yeah, it's still growing it's, on me a little bit. It's a grow. You know, we're we're two weeks into a, icon, a potentially iconic Maiden album, um, but we you know we're, we're rolling through this. I think uh, Days of Future Past. I think that's a great song too, yeah. man. Yeah, that one was one was great. Now Time Machine didn't hit me as hard, which is the uh, the last song I guess in the first half of this record. Right. What I mean, did you like that one? Uh, you know, it I drags. Like that one I think it drags. I, well, you know, it's just I don't really hear it in my head right now, so I guess that says a lot about that one too. I, but you know, 
Yeah, you know, but it, it it's probably the I, next the next song, the darkest hour. Yeah, darkest hour's next song, and that's, that's the reason why you're starts, probably. It's yeah. well, that one's a decent song. I think the one after one, Death of the Celts, is is oh, the yeah. star of the second half of this album. And that is oh, a sequel. In every it sense is of the is word, it a sequel to the Klansman? It's gotta be. They've got the Klansman's music in that song. Listen it almost to the sounds like it. Like a song named The Klansman. What a, oh, not what you think it's Scottish. Oh, my God. The Klansman. <laughs> when you hear The Klansman, it makes you want to go on a Scottish Highland, screaming yeah. at the top of your lungs, wearing a nope. kilt, nothing else, eating a big steak with red meat, blood dripping down your mouth, man. It's that kind of song, man. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, no, it's and this is not a Bruce Dickinson song. Klansman's not yeah, a Bruce Dickinson now, song. So. That's a Blaze Bailey song. Blaze uh, Bailey, yep. Yeah, was on, that uh, was off of um, the, the X-Factor, second album, did, wasn't it? Was that, no, was yeah, X Factor. Uh, I think it's the X Factor. I, I know it's a Blaze song, and and Bruce does it justice. But this song, I, I agree with you. I think it is a follow up to that one. And um, then you got the next song called "The Parchment," which is a good. It's a slow burner, mm-hmm. but then "Hell on Earth" closes Hell this Earth thing out and is an outstanding song. Yeah. Overall, I think that the Book of Souls is still ranked higher in my opinion right now because it's an outstanding record. This is a long listen. We're talking about you know what hour and a half of music almost. I've, Third third try, and I finally got through it this well, weekend. In one I've gotten through it a couple of different settings continuously, but I've been listening to it on the way to and from work. And you know, since well, obviously I got a I got a promo copy, so I was right. able to listen to it for a couple of days before you guys even got a chance. And um, yeah, man, uh, I, it is growing on me. There, I will say this, and I don't mean no disrespect to any Maiden fan. Bruce's vocals are showing age now; they, they are, truly they? are. They but are. it's still good. It is still good. The guitars have slowed down. But it's still good. It's still the good. songs yeah, are musically great, and I think that it's a uh, it's. A, this is probably the last I would imagine the last album we'll hear from them. I think would, I that's don't a know, that's of uh, studio quality because I think we'll get another live album, and that'd be about it. Yeah, I don't know. Those yeah, guys are pushing seventy, brother. I heard. Well, Nico is seventy. Yeah, so, 70, 71 or something, right? Yeah, but Nico said he would love to go out on tour playing this entire album in its entirety. Yeah. That'd be a tough sit. But they did that at one point in time with, I think, A Matter of Life and Death. I think they did a tour. They played that entire album in one sitting. So they do stuff like that all the time. <laughs> Nonetheless, Maiden fans rejoicing all across the world. Yeah. Um, and, and the people who appreciate Maiden can get through it. You know, like I know Chris, Chris has listened to a few songs, appreciates a few songs, but did not, like he's not going back, like, you know, I got to listen to this again. This is not one that grabbed him first listen, like yeah. The Number of the Beast did. Something that was pleasurable for him to go back and listen to us because there's a faster pace, right. there's an anger, there's an aggressive attack that Maiden has in and those early went. records. That this is more progressive, Maiden. This is yeah. your, this is your, this is your, this is your, you know, granddad's Maiden now. I guess I don't know how to explain it, man. It's just it really is. They've, it is. they've gone but on to a journey, a musical journey, and the I, thing I, do is I love that. That I love about Maiden though is that they've adapted with their age. They haven't tried to still be right. 100 miles yeah. an hour the entire time. Right. Yeah. Right, Death yeah, Leopard yeah. tried to actually chase the hits even in the late to early 2000s and they tried to be a pop band again. And I was like, dude, you're too old for that. You know, <laughs> where Maiden is like, we know our age, we know what we're doing, you know, and this is almost a sequel to Book of Souls, I think. It feels very Book of Souls ish in my mind that that same kind of style that came from Book of Souls. It has that vibe, but Book yeah. of Souls must have just grew on me like a champ because I, I, I mean, I actually went back and listened to that again this past oh, week. It's like, oh my God, it's so powerful. But oh, the Final right. Frontier, the one before Book of Souls, I'm not mistaken, had more of a upbeat, a little more vibe to it. I think it does. It song, does. So. It's more. It's more of a hard rocking 
right, progressive album, right. if you will. Uh, whereas it's pure progressive rock on on this one and Book of Souls. So well, yeah. we're going nonetheless, to obviously going to throw in Brave New World on here for you guys to listen to. That's great album. Favorite band though, that's a so. Bruce return. So yeah, that's a great album. Yeah. Yeah, great so. album. All right. Well, I know we, we, we got a few minutes in there for our Maiden uh, fans out there. And we didn't want us. to put Chris through it. It's no, so no, no, God, no! That'd be that'd be hell for him for a week of listening. It'd to be that hard sure. to pull clips on those songs too. It really is when they get to these links. And nothing against it; it's just that it's hard to justify sitting through this record four or five. Like I listen to the, most of these albums that we do. If I'm not familiar with it, I will, especially like the stuff you guys pick. Sometimes I'll give that thing a listen every single day, two times a day. Sometimes just to try to give it a true, true, uh, fair shake. Right. For Chris to give this one, <laughs> yeah, two weeks, absolutely. Yeah. Two weeks is great. These but, like one week on something you don't know, man. It, it's hard to immerse yourself in. It. Yeah, it's you really can't good. digest it, and you really can't. Di- you, I still haven't digested this new album. It's still growing on me, and I, like I said, that's why I'm ranking it where it is right now. It's still below Book of Souls, but hey, that may that may turn into a, a far better album, in my opinion. It's still, I, I still love to see him come out with this one more, uh, one or two would, more. What, they're uh, up to eighteen, right? This eighteen. Probably, I don't even know I what, how so. many records they got. That's a ton. ton. Nice, they get to twentieth. <laughs> That's a good number. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So, well, gang, I uh, this has been a fun, fun week because I've had two records to listen to. One I didn't get into, and this one obviously I did get into. But uh, what do you got, Anthony? Uh, I want to. We've been talking about a lot of death on this thing, unfortunately. Charlie oh, Watts yeah. passed Charlie away. Charlie Watts, yeah. We wanted to give him a nod. None of us are really big Stones fans. I don't think any of us really are. I listened to him earlier today, and they're fabulous. But I uh, just want to give him a shout because he's influenced everybody in the industry. I think Nico McBrain from Maiden was somebody he influenced him. You know, I mean, just he had like he had like a jazz tempo that he added to rock and roll. That cause he was a jazz right. drummer initially, so he took this sort of jazz style and added it to a rock and roll band, and they said it all made him really unique as a drummer. So, anyways. Yeah, Rest dude, in he peace. Is, uh, he's a Boston staple. Of the good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the band in the sky is getting better and better. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, boys, I say let's wrap this thing up, call it a week, rock out to some Metallica. Oh, yeah. For Audible Ecstasy Podcast, this is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anthony. This is it. Thank you for listening to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Join us next week when we review The Black Album by Metallica. We'll see you then.